been on track. All right, all right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, guys, just in case you didn't hear us the first time, this is Digital Grass and World Famous House of Mac presenting to you Tech Beats and Bites. It's a little conversation for us to uplift our community, but also provide you with some dope music, cool vibe, and a good chance to network and meet some people here. But uh, today we got a special guest. Toya, won't you actually introduce him since you know this man so well and you got to do the last interview with him. And oh, by the way, I want y'all to give a round of applause to one of the best women in South Florida. This is my president of Digital Grass. Her name is Latoya Sturb. Give a round of applause. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. She is that. not just my co-host. She is my business partner. She is a yes. very strong woman. And just for all the people last week that had something to say about something, we support women in business. Just want y'all to know that. That's Absolutely. The thing we're about. All the female entrepreneurs hey. out there, because I see some, and I know y'all are out there. Um, so, yes, this gentleman to my left is the phenomenal, the people's ex-politician. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Maybe getting back into it. District 40, former representative, state legislator, Dwight Bullard. Let's give Dwight a round of applause. Welcome to the house, Dwight. Well, hello, everybody. All right. All right. Uh, appreciate you, Toya. Absolutely. Shout out Love to any other here. Killian Cougars who might be in the Ooh, building. What? Miami Killian. Killian who, Cougars. By show of hands, who graduated in Day County? I mean, because Miami's a lot of transplants. Right. When it so, was Day County, not just Miami Day. Yeah, when Back it was just Day, Day County. Day when it was Day County Public Schools before it changed its name. <laughs> oh, right. All right, just checking. All right, good stuff. So, Dwight, I want to I jump right into it. For everybody that's probably just like me, especially if you've been drinking today, <laughs> what exactly do you do? Or what did you do All as right. a senator working the House? Like, what do you actually control? What do I actually control? Yes. All right. So, basic civics lesson 101. Here we go. Poly Bring 101. All right. So, the state of Florida, much like Congress, has two distinct sides of its legislative branch. You have a House of Representatives. You have a Senate. So Florida has the same thing. So instead of the president, our executive officer is the governor. And instead of Congress, we call ours the state legislature. So in the House and in the Senate, you propose laws. You also propose budgetary items. And so the constitutional responsibility of a state representative or state senator is to help develop a budget for the state of Florida. This year's budget was 82, let me say it again, 82 mm billion with a B dollars of your money every time you go to the bar to buy something and you get charged that seven cents on the dollar it goes to the state to spend on things that folks like myself or when in my in my past life that we used to determine uh, the most important so we have 40 senators 120 house members and we uh, ultimately make determinations on how to spend a lot of the money that you all generate here okay. in the state of Florida. So what was the biggest cut that we took this year that we may not be aware of? Uh, the biggest cut that you're going to take this year. Oh, here you go. <laughs> all right. Well, there's Y'all got y'all drinks ready? We're going to have to drink together to make Two it major right. cuts to get, get, to get hit every year. Health care and education, right? So understand what that means. If you... Uh, are out there and don't qualify for Medicaid, but you also don't have enough money to afford your own insurance and you don't get it covered by your employer, uh, you get thrown into what is called the low-income pool here in the state of Florida. And that means that uh, we put aside several million dollars to give to hospitals that help out people who are uninsured but don't qualify in either pool. Mm. 
that gets hit every year uh, because it's hard to keep that funding going, especially when Washington is always talking about they don't want to expand Medicaid or they don't want to uh, work with Obamacare and all the other good stuff. A lot of folks don't fully appreciate that. Education, of course, is always going to take a hit. So just so you know, Miami-Dade College, everybody familiar with Miami-Dade College? I don't know if we got any Miami-Dade College graduates, but Miami-Dade College is the largest post-secondary institution in the country. In the country. In, in the, the country. country. In the country. Yeah. 185,000 students attend Miami-Dade College. They only generate enough money to cover 130,000 of those students. Wow. So every year they're operating at a deficit. A lot of folks don't appreciate that. Uh, uh, and then the state legislature this year cut their budget again. Mm. And so they're going to be suffering some cuts and some classes are going to get jammed up and some folks aren't going to be able to graduate because of it. Same thing with Miami-Dade County Public Schools right now. And just, just so you get an apples-to-apples comparison, folks, Right now, we spend about $7,100 per student in the state of Florida. We spend about $25,000 per prisoner. Say what that you, again. Hold up. Run that back. Think about that. Rewind. Say it one right. more time. We spend about $7,100 per student, K through 12. We spend about $25,000 per prisoner. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to view education as a matter of priority, you understand how twisted people's priorities are. When students are only worth this much, but to keep somebody locked up, it costs. Are they twisted right. or do we just ignore them? But go ahead. No, what I was going to say, but let's talk a little bit about the prison, the school to pipeline that right. happens for prisons. Since you're, you're touching on that a little bit, talk about the systems that are in place and how students are profiled into going into the prison pipeline. All right. Are y'all ready for this? Or y'all, who's drinking? I want to make sure y'all... Unpack that real quick. I think yeah. we're going to uh, need whiskey straight tonight. You might, you might want to need uh, all neat from here on out. No ice for anybody. <laughs> no all ice. Right. No chaser. The reality is this. Uh, in the state of Florida, we have a system... Uh, a, a predictatory system, you know, a, a, a predicting model that says that if a child does not pass his third grade reading test, that that is going to translate into prison beds. So that is a predictive model that we use. Other states use it as well to determine and allocate money for prisons. The assumption is that if a child fails, they will find themselves in the penal system. Undoubtedly. And so rather than say, all right, at eight years old, I'm not going to throw away a kid to the system. Let's go ahead and create more after school programs or make sure kids get college funding or make right. sure that kids get a healthy, uh, you know, healthy meals. They basically say, ah, let's just assume that this kid's not going to make it. And so therefore, let's build some more prisons, make it more unique, you know, right. put big screens in, take and, out the old two. And we all know how all important other... those That's tests harsh. are for our kids. In yeah. School, and they're and, teaching to the curriculum. And to, to that point, test. in case you're wondering about wasted money, folks, the biggest waste of money the state of Florida has ever put out there is the FCAT or whatever it, administered test it is. Just so you know, it costs you. And I say you because you're spending, you know, it's your money being used, $250 million a year for that test. That's right. And, quarter, and quarter that's a quick dollars. note, he's a former educator as well. Yeah, I did So that. all the way around, he Makes knows sense. what he's talking about. Any other educators since it's our day off? Any Anyone? teachers? Any? <laughs> all right. Keep enjoying. Keep all right, enjoying. so for the teachers, we'll make this more fun. And because self-born pressured me to ask this question, when the weed going to be legal? 
When is weed going to be legal? All and right. we're talking about that next week. So all of those who are into the hemp industry, please hey, come next Monday. Yes. Here we go. We will be talking about Let's that. Let's ask the real so, question. So. Digital grass name will be for sale. Digital grass yes. names right. will be for sale. When is the weed going to be legal? So everyone knows we voted to pass um, medicinal marijuana uh, and make that legal here in the state of Florida. So in our constitution, we can now go as far as we need to to prescribe marijuana for treatments of illnesses. The problem is... I need a prescription. Oh, my bad. <laughs> the problem is, is that you... My bad, sorry. Even though it's legal, the state legislature doesn't want to get in the business of making it purely legal. So I'll give you a for instance. The bill they passed this year still makes it illegal to produce smokable marijuana for, for medicinal purposes. That's you can only mean. do it in the pill and liquid form. And I don't think a lot of people knew that yeah. because clearly that may be a aha. I've done many successful trials. I just of, think we need to start a new business format, but it sounds good to me. Let you know the benefits. But the what I would say is brownies this. on the way. Brownies on the way, absolutely. Right. But what I would say is this: it's it's going to happen in the next ten years. 10? Full full legalization okay. really has to happen in the next ten to fifteen years, and here's the reason why. Right now, you have over 27 states that have medicinal marijuana. You also have, I think, a dozen or so that now have legal uh, regulatory use, you know, of, you know, everyday use of marijuana, you know. And so you can't have two systems of government operating. So you can't have the federal government making something illegal that most of the states are saying Made is legal. legal. Right. And we got a couple legal minds in here. Shout out to John, Josh Jones Law. Which is why they can't actually deposit the money, correct? Because the federal, exactly. you can't take the money. It's from an all something cash business, which is crazy. Somebody need to wash some cash. Let me know. I'm good. So to spend Bitcoin money. with So trees, if you've man. ever been to Colorado, Bitcoins, if you ever been to Colorado or California, right. And you've been to one of their setups, which are crazy. You actually, they have an ATM over in the corner, and it's a cash and carry business. So you go, you find out what the what the price point is, or whatever it is you need. And then you go to the ATM and pull money out the ATM and pay it. And then they pay all their bills in uh in money orders. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's so like anybody in the crowd, it. by the way, if you have a question or you wanna ask Dwight something, just come right here to the right of the cameraman. Just stand right here and we'll bring you up and we'll get your question filtered in. Um so I mean what do we need to do, Dwight? You you got to get back in office. We're going to make that happen sooner or later. But what's really going on with Florida? Because we have become the butt of all jokes. We have actually made it to national commercials. Absolutely. Where they're talking about Florida just being in its own other planet. What do we do to make our state great again? Or hold up. Well, I, I know people. That. What I, do we do to make our state, state great good again? again. I, can't, again. I don't, awesome don't even want to use the word yeah. great. Don't get on that Great side. just doesn't sound good no more. Well, I know people get sick and tired of hearing this, but I can't say that enough. Like, voting is absolutely important for everybody in the room, right? So if you're over 18, you're a citizen of the United States, whether it's state, Florida, New York, Virginia, wherever you're from, make sure you register to vote there because here's the problem. The anticipated number of people voting, and you all see where we are here, right? So everybody look to your left and right in the crowd. The anticipated number of people voting for the governor of the state of Florida in 2018 would start here and stop by that second pillar. So let's ask that question before you move they forward. They expect nobody else on that side to be able to... And do don't it. lie, because there's no shame. Out. We can't see you on camera. The cameras are facing this way. But just by raise a hand, who voted 
not for the presidential election, who actually voted for their midterms? Raise your hand. Be honest. Which is pretty much what Dwight just said. Yeah, yeah less than about a one third voted in yeah. the midterm. Do just, y'all? I mean, I'm just wondering. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's real life, but I mean, I think people need to understand the numbers, right? And and I want you to get. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But this is my thing. Do y'all actually realize the midterms affect y'all more than presidential elections? Why the hell did y'all show up to vote for the presidential elections, but you don't show up to vote for the things that actually directly affect you within your own community? But let's maybe unpack that a little bit to talk about why local elections matter so much. Dwight, yeah, just break please, that down. Please. Right. So who here pays an electric bill? All right. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll, so I'll give you I'll give you a situation that happened just this year. So FPNL does fracking. They go do fracking out in Oklahoma. And they wanted to pass a bill this year. Actually, they did pass a bill this year that now says that on your electric bill will be the additional cost for the fracking they do in Oklahoma. Let me say that again. Yeah, rewind. And then break down fracking. Oh, you're right. Fracking is the new way to get... No, fracking no, is the no, new way. Fracking is the old way to destabilize the the ground. ground so, right. so but to get when you poke holes, when you poke holes in in the ground, it makes the ground uneasy and could also cause things like landfills, uh, and landslides. And has been tied to the earthquakes that are like just popping up in all random places. Stuff, all that stuff. So yeah. sinkholes where the roads are just falling in randomly. Absolutely. Right, and so now your rates are gonna go up. <laughs> because they want to do an illegal, something that's illegal in Florida in another state. While they've always been at a profit and they've never lost money, but they right. continue to take their prices up and also try to make it illegal for us to have solar energy, although the sun is the always thing. shining. Right. In, you have sunshine in Florida. Right. FPL literally wants to own the sun when it comes to Florida. Pretty much. They want it illegal for us to have solar panels, which you could get enough solar energy to power your house from sunset and pay sunrise. some back to the grid. Yeah, and then they want you they want to charge you if you don't use all the power because you're now taking money away from them. So you literally have a company that wants to own the sun in the state of Florida. Right. And so without getting into the minutia, the bottom line is this. The reason people feel as though they can do that to you is because nobody's showing up. You know what I mean? It's like it's like anything in life. And I hate to be blunt and crass. Do Give it. it to us. Give it. But the reality is this. You're basically allowing somebody to fuck you over. Like you are allowed you by your We got own, some amens right there. By your own inaction, you are allowing somebody else to fuck you over. Oh, sorry. So I want you to think Can't about this. I want you to think about this in romance terms, right? Imagine Somebody comes to your house and just basically says, I want you to give it to me right now. He's talking about money, nothing no, else. No romance, <laughs> no nothing. No bottles of wine, no candles lit. Just He's still talking ahead. about money. He's let still me, talking about money. Let me take it from you. <laughs> Nobody in this room would be okay with that. Right. But yet you do it each and every day to your wallets. Wait, how cute <laughs> is she? How cute. Every day. I'm talking about every day. So basically, you let somebody else no text message after, no no Uber, no did nope. you get home safe. No, just, luck, no, no return text, no hey, how you doing, no nothing. No no emojis. Matter of fact, you, all you're going to get is a sad <laughs> face emoji after oh. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Eight days later. Hurts so good. <laughs> all right, so besides coming to vote for 2018, which is going to be very important, 
What is the uh, most effective change that you feel, not just citizens of Florida, because like you said, a lot of you guys are from here, but what's the most effective change you feel our demographic and our community can make for this upcoming election? Well, since we're talking about technology, here's the reality, right? Everybody's got a smartphone, but we got a lot of dumb people with them, right? <laughs> and what I'm saying is, for you... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> We got, a, we got a lot of smartphones, but a lot of dumb people with them, right? Well, you and had a good day today, didn't you? No, I'm just being real. And, and, it's a holiday. And it people is. need to realize that. And what I mean by that is you should have a better discernment of what the truth is from what is fake. Right. So for the guy in the White House to say that this is fake news and for a percentage of you to be like, you know what? It probably is fake news. Yeah. Yeah, I believe him. Or, more importantly, those say, nah, he's he's BSing, but I know what the real news is, and your news is equally as fake. You know, you're looking at The Onion, or you're looking at The Daily Show and being like, oh, that's the real news. You know what I mean? Like, discern what is the truth. And what I would say is, it's a simple, simple matter of, of fact, right? There's... One side of the story, there's the other side of the story, and somewhere in the middle is the, the truth. truth. Yeah. Find the truth. But how can you find the truth? How do you find the truth? What's the best truth? resources? Right. What, are, what are we not aware of? What you're not aware of is validation from people that you trust. You know what I mean? Like, like here's the reality. Mm -hmm. If I wanted good neurosurgery, you know who I call? I call Dr. Ben Carson. If I wanted a home loan, I would not call Dr. Ben Carson, right? But yet he's in charge of home loans. Right. I get where you're going with that. So this is what I'm saying is understand that you have validators that know. Like if I wanted good digital technology information, I'd go to Mike and Toya. I wouldn't go to the bartender and be like, yo, <laughs> on top of the shots that you make, <laughs> give me a good IPO that I can invest in, son. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It's not happening. So that's what I'm saying is find validation in people that you know mm -hmm. not to do it. And more importantly, place the blame in the right space. And what I mean by that is if you feel as though your child's education is piss poor, don't go blaming your teacher for it. She's doing, he's doing their job. Mm. But I just told you that a politician who has no ties to your child's classroom just allocated $200 million for charter schools over public schools, just spent $250 million on a test that you don't like. Wow. And just Rob and in Washington, they're talking about cutting education by $9.2 billion, including Pell Grants, including changing student loan reform. Oh, you talking about that woman that looked like one of them characters from Disney, Bessie oh, DeVos. Like, she looked yes, like the Cruella little... She looked like the witch. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, cool. we got some booze. That's how we feel about Strong. it. But instead, you over here like, oh, I'm blaming my professor. I'm blaming this person. I'm blaming this principal. I'm blaming this... Direct your blame in the right place. And more importantly, do something about it. Right. So what like, do you suggest people do about it outside of voting? What else can people do? There's a well, lot of protesting. You know, give us what what, what is your... I'm tired of marching, man. Right. Tired of marching? Tired of marching. Well, here's the, here's the reality. Everything takes momentum and build, right? So if you know, for instance, in the city of Miami, there are elections in November of this year. The mayor of the city of Miami is being elected. Now, what does that mean? That means things like police interaction with, with black people. That means things like property taxes in the city of Miami. That means whether or not, mind you, Wynwood Yard sits in the city of Miami, which means if the mayor that gets elected 
doesn't give a damn about Winwood Yard, then guess what? Winwood Yard gets gone. Gets gone. Right. And yet the person running is pretty much unopposed because folks are just like, eh, it, it doesn't matter. So look, man, y'all got to do something. Y'all got to make something happen. Do we have any questions from the audience before we go to our... Do we have any questions? Come up, my man. Come on up. Yeah. If you got questions, please line up because we're going to have to move on to our next year. Don't be afraid. Yeah, y'all can move the chairs. Y'all can sit on the lawn area. I mean, I appreciate y'all respecting the green, but y'all can sit there. I'm going to pull you right here. Yeah, I'm from uh, California, but uh, recently came. I was living in Atlanta, but I was very much involved, and I went out and post protested with the Trayvon Martin thing, and of course that was connected to the Stand Your Ground law. I think it's ridiculous that they have here. I think that's part of the problem that the African American minority problem has here. But I just heard in the news today, matter of fact, that they're talking about making it worse for the staying your ground law. So that's almost like open war to me because now they're really trying to make it where you don't have to have any reason to use deadly force against anybody else. And I just want to know what's being done or if that's brought to your attention. Well, again, that's sort of tied and connected to levels of, of anger, right? And, and what I would say is this, right? So there are 120 state reps. There are 40 state senators. Most folks don't know the name of theirs, right? Let, her know, let alone do they know whether or not they can contact the other 39, right? But what's crazy is you will send a hateful tweet to somebody on Real Housewives of Atlanta, right? So everybody was riding out on Phaedra. Right? They're like, oh, Phaedra, you ain't... Sh- oh, Phaedra, you... Yeah, the hashtag and everything. Phaedra, you the worst. And I'm sitting here just to myself like... Phaedra's seeing these things pop up on her Twitter and watching her followers go up and she could care less about what you think because her check is cash. And she'll be on the show next week. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, the more you hate, the more the she'll more be on the show. The more they get, yeah. But there's everybody in the Congress, everybody in the Senate, the President of the United States, every state senator, every mayor, every city council person has an active Twitter account. Heavily. Most folks don't know. Yeah. You could tweet them just the same. So in other words, redirect your energy for something more purposeful. You know what I'm saying? Like, be purposeful. Like, if you see something wrong in your hood, don't sit there and just be hashtagging Al Sharpton to some stuff. Expect him to come down and do a march. Show up and show out at the police station. Crazy enough, right? You don't want to march, but guess what? You have every right to walk up in any civic institution building, let your voice be heard. And if they don't hear it the first time, go again. And if they don't hear it after that time, run for something. If you don't want to run yourself, find somebody else to run for that position. All I'm saying is, be the change you want to see in the world is what Gandhi said. Uh huh. But we spend a lot of time talking about it, but not being about it. And all I'm saying is, as Rick Ross likes to say, for all these pure niggas out here, right, <laughs> who like to think they bout something, mm. you know what I'm saying? Rather than take somebody's life, mm. why don't you take somebody's career, <laughs> roll up in one of these city council meetings, and run for a goddamn office? All right. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to end it on Drop that. That mic. was the mic drop. Drop uh, mic. Please give a round of applause for Dwight Bullard for closing us out. Yes, thank um, you so much. Really appreciate that. So don't forget, guys, um, Make your way to get a drink, some food. Next, we're going to bring up Eric, DJ Blackout. We're going to have a conversation with the uh, Tech Disrupt winners. 
from Tech Disrupt NYC with Recordgram. So we're going to take All a right. quick two-minute break just for our music intermission while we bring them up, and we'll get on with the second part of the show. Bullet took on the church. That Wait, let me, let me, you know, I got to do my thing real quick. If you're having a good time, you got a drink in your hand, you feeling good, you like the music, you like the DJ, make some noise right now, raise your hand, do something. Where you at? Feel that positive energy in the air. Let's go, Mike. Hey, man, the redhead dude didn't do nothing. He just looked at everybody. See, that's why they scared of redheaded people. What, Ginger just, is angry? Are you angry do. over there, Ginger? My man, we got a Ginger in the building angry. Gingerbread didn't do nothing. My man just looked at you like, man. Oh, now he's all red and stuff. Y'all embarrass him. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We see everything. Now, we all family. It's love. We appreciate we you, We gonna though. fuck with you, though. You know it's real. It's gonna be comic relief slash love. We appreciate it, though. But that haircut, though, my man, that haircut is nostalgic, like... Does your hair move in the wind? Just He got like the ill Ricky Schroeder. It's like perfect, though. It's like the ill... <laughs> if I was white, I would have to be him. No, if you remember Silver Spoons, he got the ill... Ooh, Silver Spoons. Yes. <laughs> For all he need, he could be like the next Bruno Mars, just in a different way. We would call him uh, Bruno Pluto or something. Like, just be totally different. <laughs> I was like, make that joke without being racist. And Let's with try that. it. Let's try it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back with uh, part two of Tech Beats and Bites. So, as we said, this is, that was the, the bites. So, bites can include technology, but also bites of information that can inform you about things going on in our community. So, now we're in the tech part. So, first of all, the guys we have up here just won the cup, as we call it, the nerd cup. Better yet, they won the cup for Tech Disrupt NYC nice. for the best app, right? So let's give them a round Make of applause noise. for bringing the cup back to Miami and sticking with it. And the name of the company was Recordgram. So since y'all are all in y'all phones pretending to pay attention to us, which we appreciate the random eye contact as you get up out of your phone. But look up Recordgram on Instagram and make sure you follow them and give them a shout out because we really appreciate what they're doing in the technology field. But, um... Sound man, can you help me with the feedback? Appreciate you. The mic is right there in between you two gentlemen. Can you tell us a little bit about Recordgram? It's right there in between you. Let's go. So Recordgram is basically a mobile recording studio in the palm of your hand. So users, aspiring artists can download Recordgram. Then they can discover beats from award-winning, Grammy award-winning music producers, all under $5. They can write a song to it, record a song to it, and shoot a video all within the app. And then they can share that video on Recordgram social network and all their other social networks, uh, instantly turning their friends into fans. I'm sure everyone here is familiar with Musical.ly, which has 120 million users on their platform. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to slow him down. See, this is the element of a tech person. He's in pitch mode already. <laughs> Always. Naturally in pitch mode. He talking fast. He thinking he on a timer. Right, that's it's an a, elevator speech. That's an elevator that's pitch. An elevator. We need him a drink. Just slow it down. Explain it to him. Say the whole, look at what you can do with just your phone. He's going to explain, with just a phone, what you're capable of doing. Say it one more time. Tell us like you mean it. You're not pitching us. You already won. You're so, a winner. Let's go. So Recordgram is the dopest app in the world right now. There we go. Use the there right words. Yes, yes. We, we just won um, TechCrunch Disrupt. There we go. From a wild card position. The first time it's ever been done. Oh, so, I mean, y'all wasn't even supposed to be in the finals. Y'all just got there. That's right. We snuck That's in. That's how Miami do it. We just sneak in, and people don't even know what's going on. It's like, where they come from? We don't, we don't typically point it out, but we are a minority-owned business, minority-owned company. That matters. Let's give a round of applause. Yes, yes, that matters. What's and the makeup? Just to break it down for those yes, minority yes. makeup. So, 
it myself, um, DJ Blackout, Grammy Award-winning music producer, is a co-founder. Okay, DJ and, Blackout. And my other co-founder is a multi-platinum recording artist, Mims, who's actually in New York City right now. So. This is why he's hot. This, that's who it was. I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. That's actually who it is. So. so, and he actually produced that record. Um, so the three of us are the co-founders behind Record Gram, but we have a whole team and a whole Record Gramly army out there that represents our company and represents our app across internationally. So you're telling me, with all my non-rapping and singing abilities, I'm on my phone, grab my phone, I download a beat from DJ Blackout, one of the hottest producers out there. I lay my tracks over it. After I lay my 16, y'all like that, right? I'm trying to throw in them words. You're doing good. You're doing, doing good. Lay my 16. Right after that, I start recording myself on my phone. That's right. And then I just push it out to my fans, which I'm sure you guys have some kind of metadata or way to stream what kind of music the fans want to listen to that's integrated into the app, right? You just nailed it right on the head. That's five, that nerd talk. E even five, five, six years ago, this wasn't even possible because our phones weren't that powerful. Right. Right. But now our phones are just as powerful as the computers that we have in front of us. So you got, you pretty much got like Spike Lee, Hype Williams, all Dr. Dre, on all on the phone all at on one phone. time. Mixed with a digital record label, yeah. Uh, oh, so you actually have the distribution, so you're doing direct sales from Recordgram also? No, we're not We're not doing direct sales. Oh, I was about to get real excited. I was but, about to have to make an investment at that very no, that, moment. No, that, that takes two seconds for us to do, but we are curating and discovering talent. Okay. And helping the upper echelon of Recordgram artists get, get label deals or publishing deals if that's what they want to get. So I know when Latoya is about to ask a question, but I want to get this question out real fast. And maybe uh, Blackout, you can answer this question for us. I remember you guys were pushing this about two or three years ago. Um, Eric, you've always Long been a time. hustler, my man. I appreciate that. Blackout, you've always been supporting him. But Eric, I remember when you were at Revolt, and I remember right. you finally were able to grab Puffy real quick, and he just kind of looked at you like whatever. But you stuck with it. What changed in the last two years that went from people doubting you to people actually believing in the product? Because it was dope two years ago. But what do you think has changed so much in technology or even the music industry, per se, that made this product so much more stronger? I mean, I think it's the persistence and the grind that we continue doing, you know, even though a lot of people were side-eyeing us, and um, especially people like Diddy, who don't really want to see independence, you know. You know I mean, like, we're really pushing the independent look. Hold on, Diddy. I'm sorry. If this gets to revolt... I Nah, no, I say that. Nah, we, Diddy, we cool with you, Diddy. You cool. Just Diddy, quit dancing. Diddy's quit dancing. one of my idols. I follow Diddy. You know I mean, he inspires me. But I mean, we are about the future, and um, and we feel like the the millennials is you gotta you gotta pay attention to those guys. You know what I mean? And um, you know, Diddy is all about the major label, major label. What we can do with Recordgram is uh, find these artists, cultivate these artists, and put these artists out, and you know, have these artists create their own fan base where they don't need the major labels, you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, we like to call it democratizing the music industry. Absolutely. That's a good so way to say that. No matter where you live, no matter how much money you got in your bank account, we level the playing field, and you got a, just as much of an opportunity as somebody that signed a Diddy. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I mean that's where we're coming from. So I think that's why we got a lot of side eyes, and I mean, we know what it is, and we kept on pushing, and I mean, we, we, we captured the attention, the right attention. We, we jumped on the, the TechCrunch stage and, and shut it down and brought that, brought that trophy back brought home to Miami. Home. You know what I mean? Okay. I like that. Go ahead, Tori. Miami has a thriving entrepreneurial and tech scene. We're doing some big things. 
a lot of people um, are struggling with how they get their app out there. What was your strategy? How did you bring it to market? How did you go live? How did you get your people and your followers? What did you do? Well, we we did a lot of pitching. Um, we haven't even spent. We, we really haven't spent one dollar um, to market our app just yet. Wow! And y'all heard that right? He hasn't spent one dollar to market his app. But but we spent the a lot of we there. spent a lot of money to make it. We've been building it for over two years now, mm-hmm. um, and we've just been entering as many pitch competitions and getting in front of people any way possible, just like we're doing right now, and spreading the gospel about Recogram, um, hoping that it's going to eventually click. And uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, we took part in something called uh, Playlist Live, which um, one of our artists, Jimmy Levy, told us about because we were, we're, too, we're too old to know what it is. Uh, basically, it's that 1,000 to 1,500 of the world's biggest social media influencers, not superstar celebrities like we would, but 1,000 to 1,500 of like, the world's biggest social media stars go to Orlando, right. and like 10,000 of their fans show up and chase them in the hallway like they're Diddy, and it was amazing to us. So our, our go-to-market strategy is to get those millennials, those kids that other kids follow who actually have some talent to come on our app and create music because then their fan bases from other platforms like Musical.ly or YouTube or Dubsmash are going to come on Recogram to Absolutely. watch their original creation, their original music. So you've dropped the word millennial a lot, and you've said something. Who who out here is actually an entrepreneur that's working on a business kind of close to tech? Or even uses tech to develop whatever it is that you have. What's your target market? Well, you working with corporations, Mr. Dove Tech. You're in a whole different price bracket, sir. Yeah, Dove's Tech is here. Dove's Tech is in the house. Main support. So... I don't know if you guys really caught what he was saying, but it's just some words of wisdom that understand how he's actually using his market. He's telling you he's targeting millennials. And a lot of times we try to create stuff for us that fits in with us. But if you learn the story of something like uh, WhatsApp um, and Snapchat, you had the private school that was out in Palo Alto where this private school, for one, this was amazing to me. First of all, a private school for K-12 has an endowment to make investments into businesses. So this guy comes home and realizes his kids are no longer outside and no longer pretty much paying attention to him, and they've stopped complaining about what they were going to do after school. So he's trying to figure out if his kids are starting to do drugs or something or what's going on with his kids. So he goes and checks on his kids, and they're, like, in their phones on this app. They're embedded into this app. And he's like, what are y'all doing? What is this? And he's like, oh, this is WhatsApp. This is, you know, we're new happening. Everybody's using it at the school. So he calls the school, convinces the school to come up with $25,000 to make an investment into this company. They go to an IPO. It turns into $14 million. $25,000 turned into $14 million, and they didn't have to do any work. So if you don't pay attention to what kids are doing, and this is especially for the parents, Call me if you find something your kids are addicted to other than drugs, because it's a way to turn it into a business. Because our kids are really telling us what the future is, because kids were on Facebook when we were leaving MySpace. When we got on Facebook, they went to Snapchat. When we got on Snapchat, they went to WhatsApp. Kids are always a step ahead of us, because truthfully, they just don't want to do what the old folks do. So right right now, if kids are using Recordgram, by the time it picks up, and these guys hit that IPO and we can't get them to do an interview no more because they didn't made too much money. With all due respect, we will, we appreciate y'all to come back. But y'all really have to pay attention to our community and tap into the kids. So I just wanted to tell you that story of why tech is so important. But with that being said, I'm glad you guys are focusing not just on yourself because that's that comfort zone you got to come out of because it's harder to, commute with a, to communicate with a 13 or 15-year-old 
than to talk to someone in your demographic or your age group to be able to make them understand it. Go ahead and take it. Yeah, take Mike. Well, I was going to actually add to, I guess, your entrepreneurial um, advice. If, if anyone here, not in this building, in this place, is looking to become an entrepreneur or is an entrepreneur and wants to create a business but they don't know what business to create, um, the advice that was given to, uh, went to Blackout and I when we went through an accelerator in Nashville was you have to target um, a problem. You have to figure out what is a problem that's happening in your life because you're going to be the most passionate about that and then figure out if you can come up with the solution to that problem because chances are if you have a problem, and it's a big problem, there's going to be other people in your circle or other people in the world that have that same problem. And if you could figure out that solution, you have yourself a, a legitimate business. It may not be a billion-dollar business. It may not IPO, but you could probably make some sort of comfortable living off of it. Absolutely. And I'm sure somebody in a relationship didn't come up with Tinder. I'm just saying. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know, for, for Facebook, for Mark Zuckerberg, it was that he was an introvert. He didn't know how to talk to people. He didn't know how to meet girls. So he came up with Facebook to communicate with people at his college. That so what was, was your problem? problem? So, so our problem was, is you know, uh, Blackout's had number one records. My other business partner has had number one records. Um, I've signed and developed, uh, you know, three or four artists to major labels, and they've all, you know, they've made about twenty million dollars in total. Um, and what what we noticed from traveling all over the all over the world in places like Dubai and India and Asia and South Korea, all when, whenever he's DJing or whenever Mims is performing, an artist or a DJ would say, hey, how can I get a track with you or how can I get a verse with you? And Blackout goes, that's no problem, $15,000, let's go. And they're like, I got like $200 in my pocket. And Blackout's like, well, that's, that's not gonna cut it. So Mims called Blackout and I one day and goes, yo, we need to fix this gap, we need to fix this solution so that artists from all over the world can collaborate with us you know, at, on their phones without having to speak to us make a user-friendly platform, a convenient platform, and something that they can actually afford. So we came up with a non-exclusive leasing platform and we called it Recordgram. And the goal for, for, for Blackout is instead of selling his beats to one person for $15,000, he can lease his beat to 10,000 people for $3 and make $30,000 without ever having to leave his studio, without ever having to speak to the artist, and he's literally making money in his sleep on catalog records that are that are collecting dust that he's not making money right. on. It's a very on-demand right. business model that you've created. Exactly. Sure. It's 24-7. The money comes in when we're sleeping. So because Armando and uh, DJ Selfborn pressure me to ask this question, has the ease of access also killed the quality of music that's now out there? And I mean that in every sense because um, it's about 13 mumble rappers that I would love to just punch right. in the throat. But I know kids are on to that. So I can't stop what kids like. You answer it honestly. So, <laughs> But I'm just, no, seriously, look at the craftsmanship. If you look at the aspect of musicians actually knowing how to play instruments, if you look at knowing the history of the music, and I don't want to sound like Joe Budden right now. I don't want to sound like the angry man in hip-hop that's like, where's the pureness coming back to it? That's not what I'm talking about. But just the true, like, R&B is a dying, right. where we now got urban contemporary. We're losing R&B. We're losing certain qualities. Is the ease of access to make music also killing the purity of the music that's being created? The craftsmanship, like you yes. said. No, I, I, I don't think so at all. It's giving people who didn't have the uh, opportunity, like, music is, should not be an elitist industry. You shouldn't have to have money to make it in the music industry. And unfortunately, in order to make it in the music industry, you have to have a little bit of money. Um, you know, there, there are certain people who say to artists, artists are like, well, can I have a job and still make it in music? And I've, I've spoken on panels and music executives are like, no, you can't have a job. You have, to, you have to quit everything you're doing and just focus on music. So the artist is like, okay, cool. Um, 
So I have this record and I need to get it on radio. Oh, you're going to have to pay me $20,000 to get it on radio. And the artist's like, well, you just told me I can't have a job. How the hell? So the music industry, at least for, for in, in the hip hop and even the R&B space, you know, nine times out of ten, the people who are behind these artists are, are hustling in the streets, doing stuff that they probably shouldn't be doing to get those artists to the, to the level. So by democratizing and making music creation easy for everybody to use, it, at the end of the day, hit songs make their way to the top, whether they were created on a on record gram for, for $3 or whether they were in a $100,000 studio, a hit record's going to come out wherever a hit record's going to come out. Yeah, you got the young producer that's worked with Kendrick Lamar. He produced everything from his phone and his laptop. Right, and we're trying to actually get him on our platform because I read that article, that, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, Justin Bieber was discovered off YouTube. Right. I signed the artist off of MySpace to Jive Records, which is one of the biggest pop labels in the world. Actually, they are the biggest pop label in the world. Music discovery comes from any platform, and we want to be one of those platforms for it. So blackout. DJs used to break records. They don't right. do it as much. Right. You used to hear premieres of records on radio stations, which is not so much because normally something's hot on the internet before it even makes the radio. Right. How long to the death of radio? I mean, it's definitely not as influential as it used to be. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be the death of radio, but... um. There are a whole lot more outlets. I mean, you definitely don't need radio, and um, and radio don't want to hear that. But I mean, um, give me an artist like uh, there's so many artists popping. I mean, I know touring. Fetty, Fetty Wap came through. Yeah, uh, but Fetty Wap is all over radio. There's, there's but before that, Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller, Tiller. Yeah. Tiller. I mean, like artists like that can pop, like really pop without radio, and uh, so that just shows that you don't necessarily need radio. But I mean, radio is still good to have, and I don't think it'll ever die. But um, you know, it's just way more outlets. Like you don't have to feel like artists shouldn't feel like I gotta get it on radio. Or I gotta pay twenty thousand dollars to a to a radio promoter to 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 win because you don't because musically has created so many stars that are touring and these kids don't even really have much talent. You see what I'm saying? So technology is another way to, you know, get out there, create How many fans. people know about Musical.ly that we're talking about? Okay, good amount. Music well, let's explain it. So yeah, me tell them a little so about Musical.ly is... We got people on the camera that's watching you that may Musical. not know what it is. Musical.ly is one of the biggest apps in the world uh, as it comes down to youth. Um, pretty much, uh, it's a lip-syncing app, so kids can download commercial records like Beyonce or Rihanna download these records and then lip sync perform to these records and put them out have fun you know to their favorite songs and put out like little funny videos so you see that a lot on Snapchat and everything else hold on right. you telling me people getting record deals off of lip singing yeah uh yeah man hey yeah. man give me some whiskey straight up this ain't gonna be enough for tonight are you serious yeah so so we created recordgram because we felt like there's a there's a, a portion of those kids that actually have talent. Jimmy Levy being one who is huge on Musical.ly. Katie, Katie, Nikki, Rexide. I mean, these these kids were huge on Musical.ly, but they actually have talent. So okay. That's so why <laughs> so why lips? So we're, we're coming to them like better? yeah, that made me feel a lot better. I was so, about to just jump. So we're coming to them like why lip sync? Like why not let, okay. take a like let's let's work on your professional career and bring it to another level and turn you into a real artist. You see what I'm saying? So we like to have founders therapy a lot. Yes. Talk about some challenges and things. Break down a struggle or a challenge that you had in your process as a startup. Yeah, that's that's an easy question. Um, you want to talk specifically to the Miami tech scene or the South Florida tech scene? You yeah, can let's start, start there. And then you can just okay. take it wherever you want to take so, it. So music technology, historically, there's not a lot of investment in music technology because most music technology, Spotify, Pandora, they all rely on major label licensing. 
um, for, the, for their content, for their commercial content, like Musical.ly does. Um, and that costs tens of millions of dollars. And you have to have, the, not only do you have to have the money, you also have to have relationships with the right people at the labels to actually execute and get those licenses to that content. So music technology, I shouldn't be saying this, although you can look it up. Most music technology companies fail. fail um, and for that reason, it makes it extremely difficult for investors to invest in that space. Um, specific to specific, the good thing about Recogram is because we're an original um, content creation platform, we don't rely on any major labels. Um, although all of them actually own a small piece of us because of an accelerator program we went through. It's a whole other topic. But that was in, in Nashville, right? In Nashville, yeah. yeah. We were one of six companies. There's a music technology um, accelerator in Nashville. Basically, what accelerator is basically like college, but over the course of four months, and they basically accelerate your business. They teach you about how to pitch, how to speak about your business, the, the, the pros, the cons. They put you in front of mentors, people in the music space, as well as investors who want to invest in your company. Um, and, and we did that in Nashville. There was only six companies in the world that were picked, and we were one of those six companies. Um, so, and I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah, but yeah. to kind of fine point what Toya said, do you feel that you got the support from your hometown that you needed to go to the next level or was it not until you start venturing to other places to where things started taking off so so my hometown is actually new york but okay. um i moved Your out new I, hometown I, but, in miami. But I, I moved out here in 2005 so i, I can claim this as you've my been hometown. here a minute yeah yeah you've been here long enough 12 uh, years you in now so yeah exactly um no, I, I think the music, the, the, not the music, the tech scene in Miami over the last five or six years has exploded, and it's really growing. And there's a lot of resources, like the Knight Foundation, um, uh, what, what, uh, Lab Miami. I mean, I can go on and on. There's a lot of free resources that you can go out and educate yourself about tech. And that's actually what I did five or six years ago, meeting everybody, including yourself and a million other people in the tech scene. Um, so there's, there's resources here. But the investment specifically for music technology does not exist in Miami, even though this is known as like a music city and an entertainment city and an entertainment destination that everyone right. comes to. The investors, the savvy investors are not investing in music tech. They're investing in things they know like healthcare and maybe solar technology. And yeah, med and, tech and fit, fintech. And fintech. Fintech and, and, and biotech, right. So um, – and, and that, that – that dynamic kind of played out for us in Nashville as well. Like Nashville is music city mm -hmm. and even we didn't get investment out of there. So the biggest struggles that we have, we had were getting investment. Um, after we finished, after we finished the accelerator in Nashville, we um, were picked to pitch at the YPO conference down here. For those of you who don't know, YPO is the Young Presidents Organization. It's actually the world's, um, the world's youngest millionaires and billionaires. Wow. It's a secret society. It's a secret society so conference. You just got announced on. <laughs> yeah. It's a secret. So, and they, they kind of admit the it, it's, it's, a, it's a closed network of very okay. rich entrepreneurs. We know and, what you and mean. We, and we pitched there and we won um, the whole thing. And because we won that, the people in the room started surrounding us with their network. And but did you secure the bag out of that secret network? That's what I want to know. Did you walk away with a bag? Certain things we don't disclose. <laughs> I was going to try. I know everybody Everybody in the crowd was thinking it, too. I'm like, if you're around millionaires and billionaires, how much cash you walk away with if you win in that circle? Well, you, you know what? We don't... Don't we, tell me. Don't well, get well, we, ha we have raised money, but we don't, want to dis we don't like to disclose how much we raised. I feel you. Um, because we, we try to remain humble, and we also like doing business with at the rate that we're still doing business with certain people. Keep it moving. Right. So strategy is not to tell how much money you raise, but we raised money, not necessarily from that, although we did 
but we've raised additional funding from that. But because of someone that I met at that event, they introduced us to the New World Angels, which is the biggest angel investment angel group investment in group, Florida. Yeah. And we went through like a six-month due diligence process with them. And they, they haven't, we haven't officially closed with them yet, but they will eventually invest in us. So, um, do we have any questions from the audience before we wrap this up and bring Jimmy up to uh, serenade us real quick? Jimmy Levy will be performing. Jimmy, come over here. Jimmy, where you at, man? Come to the front real every, quick. Every record label in America is trying to sign this kid. He's right here from South Florida, Hollywood, Florida. Nice, homegrown. Off, off of one record one on record. Miami Graham. natives. I put yes. I put one of his records on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page. I had every label trying to sign him. He was the number two kid on Musically. His account got hacked. He left Musically. He came on Recordgram. Now every label's trying to sign sign this kid right here. So absolutely. I have to ask because you know you guys are a part of the show. He's supposed to be that dude. He's saying he's the male Adele. Do y'all want to hear Jimmy sing tonight? All right, so Jimmy, you gonna take my mic. 19 years old, Hollywood, Florida, the male Adele. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Grown man. Nice. Jimmy, I'm gonna move out your way so Wait, you can have Jimmy my mic. All right, so again, the first song I'm gonna sing is Thinking Out Loud by Chin. When your legs don't work like they used to before And I can't sweep you off of your feet Will your mind still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile for me, cheeks? And darling, I will be loving you Till we're 70 Darling, my heart will never fall as hard as 23. I'm thinking out how people always fall in mysterious ways. Maybe just the touch of a hand. May I fall in love with you every single day? So baby now, yeah. take me into your loving arms, yeah. kiss me under the light of a thousand stars, oh darling, place you in on my beating heart, yeah. thinking out loud how we found the love right where we are how we found the love right where we are we found the love right where we are sorry guys so this is like my third performance live i'm really nervous so if i mess up a little bit i'm sorry um, the next song I'm gonna sing, this is an original. It's called Bless Your Heart. Um, I experienced the heartbreak, so they ran to the other person, <laughs> basically. It's called Bless Your Heart.
laughter's in a bitch Standing in the shadows with a pair of broken hearts Tell me, was it worth it To see everything we built come crashing down around us Slowly pretending everything was fine Everything was fine It left us in the midst And it hit me like the breeze of the coldest winter storm Did you even notice When everything we built came crashing down around us Slowly And our love was nowhere inside Inside and oh, bless your heart and soul, for it's gold. You're the only one that I wanted to be with. And you led to him. And oh, you heart and soul for its cold you're the only one that I wanted to be with and you to him yeah, you it was so for certain had your mind made up that you would risk it all for him? Tell me why you're calling with a tear-riddled voice One single word away from falling your eyes out Cause his love was nowhere inside Inside And oh, bless you heart and soul for his soul You're the only one That I wanted to be with But you ran to him And oh Bless your heart and soul For its goal Bless Your Heart, that's my original song. It's coming soon, I'm having an EP. The Heart Knows, coming out soon. Um, the next song I'm gonna sing is two songs that you may know that I mashed up on YouTube. I have a cover of it. Um, I do a lot of covers on YouTube. I post weekly covers, I have a cover with Nikki. Nikki, raise your hand. And we're almost at a million views in two weeks. Yeah, the next song is Send Me Your Location and Shape of You, a mashup I did. <clears throat> so if you know the words, sing along. It's a mashup, though.
I'm in love with the shape of you We push and pull like a magnet do Although my heart is falling through I'm in love with your body And last night you were in my room And now my bed sheets smell like you Every day discovering something brand new I'm in love with your body Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I This is new to me, is it new to you? Initially, I didn't want to fall for you. Gather my attention, was it all for you? So don't you know I want your love? Your love was handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me. Say, boy, let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put that body on me. Come on now, follow my lead. Come on now, follow my lead. Send me. Your location, let's focus on communicating Cause I just need the time and place to come through Send me your location, let's ride the good vibration Then I don't need nothing else but you Cause I'm in love with the shape of you We push and pull like a magnet do Although my heart is falling through I'm in love with your body And last night you were in my room And now my bed sheets smell like you Every day discovering something brand new I'm in love with your body Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I I'm in love with your body Send me your location Cause I'm in love with the shape of you Your location Cause I'm in love with your body Send me Your location, yeah. I'm in love with the shape of you. Thank you, everyone. You can follow me on Instagram at Jimmy Levy Music. Dropping the mic, I'm shutting the lights off and everything. So, um, first of all, we want to thank you guys for coming out. Make sure you get some food before you go. Buy one more drink. Just realize you got all that knowledge and entertainment. And three more drinks. Free. Two, three, five, seven. Seven, twelve. Um, let's give yet. a round of applause again to my co-host and my <laughs> business partner, Latoya Sturb, yes, for doing such a great job. Absolutely. Y'all not clapping. Y'all tired? Y'all okay? They drunk. I'm like, where they at, man? Where they at? So, for, let me get a little music in the background. Get on down with your bash up. So, this is an original by Self Born, but also we want to thank the Knight Foundation for supporting us. House of Mac, make sure you go get some of the world famous House of Mac. And once again, this is Digital Grass closing out for Tech Beats and Bites. Enjoy the rest of your nights, guys. Now it's the after party. Make sure you come and speak to the guests that were here today. We appreciate you for coming out. We'll see you next week. Get on down. We still got.